Hallelujah. Can we all lift our hands and lift our voices, sounding out praise to the King of kings and to the Lord of lords.
Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling me to the Just like heaven on earth Something's changing, see his glory, feels like heaven on earth. Something's moving, something's changing, see his glory, feels like heaven on earth. Something's moving, something's changing, see his glory, feels like heaven on earth. and wonders, the sound of many waters, heaven on earth, lightning and thunder, miracles and wonders, the sound of many waters, heaven on earth, lightning, lightning and thunder, miracles and wonders, the sound of many waters, heaven on earth, lightning and thunder, miracles and wonders.
faces Just like heaven Just like heaven on earth To be walking in flavor and graces Just like heaven Just like heaven Be seated Seated in heavenly places Just like heaven Just like heaven on earth To be walking in His favor and graces Just like heaven Just like heaven on earth Oh, oh, oh. Heaven Heaven on earth oh, oh, oh. Heaven Something's moving Something's changing See His glory Feels like heaven on earth. Something's moving. Something. Come on, prophesy it. See His glory. Feels like heaven on earth. Something's moving. Something's changing. Oh, come on. See His glory. Feels like heaven on earth. Something's moving. Something's changing. See His glory. Miracles and wonders, the sound of many waters, heaven on earth, lightning and thunder. Miracles and wonders, the sound of many waters, lightning, lightning and thunder. Miracles and wonders. Come on, we're ready. Heaven to us, Lord. 
We want your presence, Lord. We want you going with us everywhere that we go. We want the world around us to see Jesus in us, not to see us, not to applaud us, but to see Jesus, to applaud Jesus, to bring him the glory that is due his precious name. Hallelujah.
Jesus. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Your presence is heaven to be. Your presence is ever with us. We magnify and glorify and exalt your name today. Thank you for your presence, for the privilege of being in your presence. I don't want to just do it by myself. Let him know how much you appreciate his presence today. I appreciate your presence, Jesus. I honor your presence, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, the glory of your presence, Jesus. Oh, the glory of your presence, Jesus. Yeah, to the end of Hallelujah. 
we honor you, Lord, and we thank you for the glory of your presence in the house today. The congregation may be sweet seated for just a moment. Pastor Tim has declared this to be the year of the glory of the Lord. He's been teaching on that. And so I reached back to some old lessons and for priests of praise and I've been reminding them to some of them, it's new, many of them have heard it before, of heaven on earth. And when we read the book of Revelation, many people see it just as an apocalyptic book. But it's a book of worship. And all of those events that God orchestrated in the nations was accompanied by worship, praise and worship. The sound of many waters, the roar of waters, the psaltery, the harp, the voices lifted up in praise to God. And so we've been, in some of the songs that we've been going back, we've, we've learned to sing heaven on earth with new understanding. And I hope as a congregation, you're not, you're not getting the teaching that we're getting in Priest of Praise, but maybe we can uh, help that out later. But we need to learn as a congregation, not just as members of the choir, to sing with understanding. And when we sing with understanding, you see what happened last Sunday morning? The Spirit of the Lord just came in and everything, with the, the, the format went off the charts, off the pulpit. And just people just glorified and worshiped in, in His presence. It was an awesome time. And I want you to know that the more we learn to sing with understanding, the more opportunities Holy Spirit will have to invade, for heaven to invade, like he did then. So I want to thank you for, um, for learning how to walk in the glory. But this morning we have a different way to go with the service. The choir is going to sing a new song called, I Plead the Blood. I'm going to allow you to remain seated while they sing that until a point that you feel like you need to come forward. I remember as a child hearing old people say, I plead the blood. When they were praying for somebody, they would say, I plead the blood, I plead the blood over my family, I plead the blood. And I never really understood a lot about that. But in the history of Azusa Street, um, the stories are told about William Seymour, who would um, pray over the, he would, people would come forward for healing, and he would say, I plead the blood. And people would be healed, and people would be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And um, I want you to understand that pleading the blood is not begging God to do something. The Word of God says He is our advocate. We have an advocate with the Father. And His blood sealed the covenant. His blood ended the battle, the war. So we have a covenant with Him. So while it's not begging God to do something, it's not a statement of unbelief or fear. But I want you to see what Kenneth Hagin said about it. And I love this, Pastor. Kenneth Hagin said it this way. Pleading the blood activates what happened through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. We've talked a lot about say it to activate it. So pleading the blood activates what happened through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. So here's what I want, here's what I want you to do this morning. Um, uh, it's, there's a line in it that says, you're my defense. The advocate stands for, uh, up for us at all times. We acknowledge that this morning. And so when we sing that this morning, we're saying... If you've been battled by accusations in your mind or from Satan or anything, we're saying, I lay down my case. If there's been injustice before you, you're saying, I lay down my case and put my entire confidence on the Word of God. I want you to, under, I want you to sing this song with understanding this morning. That's why I'm taking the time to teach this. For some of you, it's not teaching. Some of you have heard it many times. So this morning, as we sing this song, I want you to come forward if you need healing. 
I want Beth to come forward for Pastor Faye because um, Pastor Faye has an urgent need today. If you need healing, if you want to come and stand in behalf of someone, let me request this little bit of church etiquette. When you come forward, if you're the first one up here, come all the way to the platform. That way other people coming up have somewhere to stand. It makes room for more people to come up. So if you need healing this morning while we're singing this and you want to plead the blood over that, I want you to come forward. I've heard so many people say, I can't get rid of this ongoing thing. It's nagging, it's coughing or whatever, or the ongoing situations ever since COVID or the flu. Then you need to come forward this morning. We're going to plead the blood of Jesus Christ over you. If you want to stand in for a friend or a loved one's healing or salvation, come forward this morning. Or if you need salvation, come forward this morning as we plead the blood of Jesus. Amen.
giving praise and thanksgiving this morning. We praise you for the precious blood of Jesus. We praise you for the precious blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus.
will in your life. I surrender to you, Father. I surrender to your will and your way in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Brother Willie, do we have a testimony here? Jesus loves you and this church loves you and we'll continue to pray for you. Thank you so much for your willingness this morning to let us pray with you. That's our pleasure to do that and we thank you for letting us pray for you. All right, I have several announcements this morning. Um, number one, I want to say welcome to everyone for being here today. And if this is your very first time to be at Northview Harvest Ministries, then on your bulletin is a tear-apart sheet that you can fill out this your prayer request. And take it to the desk. You, you give them that, they'll give you a nice gift this morning. So if you're here for the very first time, don't forget to stop by the welcome desk and present your, um, your tear apart sheet there. Um, we welcome our online congregation this morning. Thank you for joining us. As you know, Pastors Tim and Kim are in um, Philadelphia. No, they're in Pennsylvania, sorry. I'm not sure what that suburb name is, but they're there with their daughter, Kendall. Um, she's expecting a baby in just a few weeks, and they just bought a new house yesterday. She needed her daddy to come with his toolbox. <laughs> and so we bless them this morning as they do that. I want to remind senior saints that we do have lunch together today, immediately following the worship service in the fellowship hall. Um, we will have corporate prayer and worship tonight at 6 o'clock. <clears throat> that's being resumed. We had some previous activities on Sunday evenings. That's being resumed tonight at 6 o'clock. And the Refresh 24 Marriage Conference is coming up. Call it Healing Hearts. If you've not already registered, you may do so on Facebook or by calling the church office. You're gonna, you don't want to miss this couples if you're uh, married or engaged to be married or, or want to be married. It's okay to come and prepare yourself to be married or to be a better spouse, a better husband, a better wife. So I hope you'll take advantage of that. Um, I also would like to say that we have, have had some new interest in people joining Priests of Praise and we're delighted to have them. And this is a good time for you to join. If you're interested, the first of the year is a good time for you to join. There's a process by which you, that you go through, and if you'll call me or the church office, we'll be glad to explain that to you and happy to have you, have you become a part. Um, we have new, new talent is continuing to be. Charles, is Charles close to my? Okay. Charles is coming to receive the offering. I just wanted to say this. A few Sundays ago, um, Jay played the guitar for Offertory, did a great job, and um, this morning Wanda will be playing the piano for the Offertory. This is not the first time she's done that, but I appreciate the fact of increasing talent and of people continuing to grow their talent. And um, this past, Brother Nelson was unable to be here this morning, but this, he came to practice this past um, Thursday night. A great lead guitar player, so the Lord is adding what we need, and you may, be, you may need to be added. And so you pray and ask Holy Spirit if he would have you be a part. We would love to have you. Thank you for your attention.
need to take over after such. Have any blessed people in here this morning? say that we have many ways, as you can see up on the board there, that uh, on the wall there, to give. They have what they call, I believe, push pay. I think that's what it is. Yeah, there it is. That's for you smart computer people <laughs> that want to do it that way, you know. I'll have to say I'm not savvy on that. So. You can come by, you can come by if you want to. You can mail it in can come by. You can drop it in that big box outside the double doors there. You can drive by the back back there, beat on the door. If there's nobody here, there's a little hole up there. You can drop it in there. We're going to develop a new way, too. Pastor don't know this. But I'm sure he's probably listening. <laughs> if you live within 100 miles of here and you can't get it here, call the pastor. Me and him will come get it. We should be honored to give back to God a portion, a little bit of what belongs to us. All right, I'm going to ask my ushers if you will come forward. Everybody, if we would, stand. Hey, big boy. All right, at this time, I'm going to ask you to come forward and give.
Be a joyful giver. Be a joyful giver. Thank you, Lord. Ushers, if you'll come in. Everyone, please still standing. We're not going to pray just yet. Let's go. Let's do our statements. On the first one, ready? As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estate and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decreased, blessings and increased. Next. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all my financial needs that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. All right, let's go with this one now. Ready? There is abundance in this house. There is abundance in this house. There is abundance in this house. In the name of Jesus and on the authority of God's holy word. Thank you, Lord. Pray with me. Pray with me for this offering. 
Father, we thank you for the opportunity of the, to bless you, God, back with, with part of the blessings that you have given us, Lord. You've blessed us beyond measure, God. And because of this, we may can only return a portion unto you, God. But, Father, we know within our hearts that it all belongs to you anyway. God, we just ask you now to take this blessing. Glory to God. Mm. We touch it, God, in your name. We touch each and every one of them, God. And we say, thank you, Father. And we say, use them. Use them for the uplift of your glory. And for the service, God, that we can do unto you, God. And we give you praise. And we give you glory for it right now. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. Now, if you would, help me to welcome our distinguished pastor that's going to give us a great word from God, Brother Michael. Since Charles don't know how to use Cash App, Charles, I'll Cash App you some money in a little bit. <laughs> he might get it. Do you love the Lord this morning? Yeah. Has he been good to anybody? Yeah. Rolando, if you would have stayed on that organ back there, we might have been here until about 3 or 4 this afternoon, so I'm glad you got up. Y'all can thank Rolando later on, all right? You have your Bibles this morning? Yeah. And if you don't, we'll have it on the screen for you. Luke chapter 5. And the beautiful thing about today is that the children are reading from this same passage in their classes. The nursery is doing this same passage um, today. Usually Mandy gets those and sends those out to the, all the teachers. Um, we, we had some worship music on last week and she began to talk about it. I said, that's what I'm preaching on next Sunday. So don't worry now, the Lord's good, ain't he? Yes. Luke chapter 5 beginning in verse 17. And when you get there, say amen. amen. Today, if, we had a, uh, if I had a topic or anything today, our, our name of the message today would be expect. Expect. Look to your neighbor and say, what do you expect to happen? What are your expectations for the Lord? What are your expectations when you come into the house of the Lord? What are your expectations when you plead the blood of Jesus over your family? What are your expectations when it doesn't look too good? What are your expectations when your prayer is not matching what you're seeing? What are your expectations when it looks bleak and dreary? Luke chapter 5, beginning in verse 17. It says, Now it happened on a certain day, as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law just sitting by. They came out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, some men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went to the housetop and let down his bed through the tiling in the midst before Jesus. And when 
when he saw their faith, he said to them, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this? Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or say, Rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Verse 25, it says, Immediately he rose up before them. He took up what he had been lying on, and he departed to his own house house glorifying God and they were all amazed and they were glorified and they glorified God and were filled with fear saying we have seen strange things today they were all filled with fear not a, not a bad fear a holy fear of what God had done in that place his glory was in the house that day today again I want to talk to you about expect expectations let's pray one more time before we dive into the message father we thank you lord for this day god we thank you for this opportunity god we are grateful today that we have come before your presence we thank you for your glory that we have been experiencing all throughout these services god here in the past few weeks god your glory being in the house we thank you for what you have done today we're looking forward to the testimonies that we are going to hear about pleading the blood over our loved ones pleading the blood over our situations. God, we still believe that there is power in your blood. God, we know that you are working even when we can't see it with our own eyes. God, we know that you are moving on our behalf, God, because your word tells us, God, and your word does not lie. It does not return void, but it accomplishes that which it has set out to do. God, we thank you today and we glorify you for what you're going to do. God, we expect you to be in the house when we come together, God, because the Bible tells us where two or three are gathered in your name, there you will be in the midst of them. And today we expect your glory to come in and touch the hearts of your people once again. Lord, we thank you today for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. 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 Look at that camera right over there. Buck, if you'll pull that camera up. Let's wave to Pastor Tim and Miss Kim. Either they're watching now or they're going to be watching in a little bit. So we waved to them. Thank you, Pastor Tim, for this opportunity. I look forward to what the Lord is going to do for us today. Amen. Pastor Tim has said the trajectory for 2024. He says this is going to be the, the year of the glory of the Lord. And we truly have seen his glory revealed to us in a special way from the past couple service. I think about that Sunday night, the glory tunnel, and how we come in here with one mind and one accord. And we came expecting God to move. And that moved he did. And we expect God, just like last Sunday, as Miss Bleach just mentioned, about his glory just coming into the room. Nobody had to say anything. Nobody had to do anything. Nobody had to preach. Nobody had to sing. But his glory just come into the room because he does and he pleases exactly what he wants to do. And guys, I, it doesn't matter. I told Manny, I don't care if I ever preach again. As long as I get up and the glory of the Lord is in this room, then everything else is all right. Because it doesn't matter what I say. It does not matter about anything that I get together. I can get together a message and preach as long as you want me to. But if his glory is not evolved in what I'm doing, and it is in vain. And it is not what God wants us to do. But he wants us to come in and to come into with an expectancy in our heart that when we come into the house of God that his glory we expect him to be here and we invite him to be here and that's when he shows up for us and when the moments whenever we don't feel like we're praising God I dare you to praise him anyhow because I really believe that when we begin to push and to press into what God wants for us in this year we are truly going to see the glory of the Lord revealed unlike any other thing that we have seen before we're going to see those prodigals come in we're going to see those loved ones come 
come in. We're going to see the lives begin to change. We're going to see blinded eyes open. We're going to see lame to begin to walk again. Why? Because it is the glory and the power of an almighty God. When we become into his house and we expect him to be here to show up in his house, he comes in running and ready to do what he can do because we can't open up the blinded eyes. We can't do it in our own ability. We can't do it in our own strength, but we have to do it through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ that was born on Calvary for us. His glory is all our homes. His glory is all I want to be here at Northview. Why? Because in His glory, in His power, in His presence, things begin to change. Things begin to shift. Lives are altered with His glory. Healing takes place in His glory. Deliverance takes place in His glory. Chains are broken in His glory. When His glory fills the house, everything that is not of Him is pushed out. Why? Because whenever He sits in the room, when He sits into the room, everything that is not of Him will be driven out. Why? Because it's the glory and the power of that name that we call on when we have a need. And that's that name Jesus. That name is above every name. It's above every sickness. It's above every demonic depression. It's above everything that we are fighting on a daily basis. That name carries weight. That name carries power. And when we speak that name Jesus, things begin to happen for me, for my family, for my children, for your children's children, for everyone that is associated with you. His power is in his name. His name carries weight. His name carries power. His name carries authority. His name is powerful than anything that we can think of upon this side of the earth. If it has a name, his name is above it. His name is a name above all names. Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. The king of glory. His glory is what we desire. His power is what we desire. So I ask you today, Norfolk, what do you expect from God when you come into each service every week? Look to your neighbor and say, what do you expect? You see, our expectations of what God can do will determine what we get out of a service and what God does in a service. If you come in with no expectations, I don't think you're going to get anything out of it. But my expectation of what God will do in this service and in every service I come into is based off what he has done for me. Has anybody ever had anything God has done for you? Have you ever been healed of anything? Have you ever been delivered? Of anything. Have you ever just been held by the presence of an almighty God? When his glory 
comes into the room, no matter where you are, no matter what you're facing, is as if that situation begins to crumble in his presence. I remember sitting in a hospital bed for three days, couldn't find out what was going on, couldn't figure out what was going on. Dollar Nudie was puzzled. He said, what in the world is going on? I have no idea. He said, I see the scans. They don't look right. I think it's this. I think it's that. But I had no idea what was going on. But I remember as I was laying in that bed, I remember a peace coming over my heart. Because again, I was a young teenager. I didn't know what to do. I was young. I didn't know what to expect. I was laying there expecting to get some bad news. And I just remember I couldn't even worry anymore because I knew that God had things in working out. He was working it out for my good. And I remember as he told me, we have no nothing on the scans. There is nothing there. What was there before is not there now. We thought it was one thing, but I don't. But God is a healer. It was God revealing his glory to me. And it was at a moment when I needed it the most. I remember laying there, they were puzzled. I don't know what's going on, but God did. He wanted me to show me, if anybody else, he wanted to show me what he can do if we will submit our lives to him. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the God that can heal. He is Jehovah Shema. He is ever present for us. He is everywhere we are. When we're in the lowest of valleys, he is there. When we're on the mountaintop, he is there. No matter where we are, he is there with us. He is there fighting for us. He is there moving on our behalf. And we have to trust in him. If he's done something for us before, we can expect him to do it again. Because the Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Many of you said he's healed you before. He saved you. He delivered you before. That was yesterday, right? He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he's the same tomorrow. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13 and 8, as I just said, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Numbers 23 tells us is that God is not a man that he should lie. He don't lie. He keeps his word. He never goes back on his word. You can take it to the bank that God is working on our behalf. If those two scriptures are the true word of God in which they are, then if we match our expectation to God's word, then anything is possible when we come into those four walls here today at Northview. Anything, the same spirit of God that was here during the glory tunnel can be here today. The same spirit of God that was here last Sunday is here again today on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. We want God's glory to be here on earth as it is in heaven because when it begins to come into the room, things begin to happen, things begin to shift. Our perspectives begin to shift. Our expectations of God begins to shift. Many times our expectations come from what we're used to, the way we grew up with our families, our own personalities. If we grew up in a family that shouted a lot, there was a lot of conflict, then it's normal for us to resolve an issue with shouting. And we expect others to be shouting and confrontational if they have a problem with you, right? Expectations. Often we form our expectations automatically without a conscious effort. When expectations are not met, our pain ensues. We're hurt, and we often place blame on something or someone who did not live up to our expectations, even if our expectations were unreasonable. Right. <laughs> even if they were unreasonable. We have to learn to put reasonable expectations on people, on our leadership, 
on those we are all come in contact with on a daily basis. They can be high or low, reasonable or unreasonable, good or bad. Expectations simply put are beliefs that come from a person's thought process when examining evidence that is presented to them. The Bible says in Romans, let us renew our mind. Each and every day, renewing our mind. How do we renew our mind? In his word, by the washing of his word. We renew our mind and our expectations want to match what God has for us. Now we find here... In Luke chapter 5, we have a group of friends that have a friend that is paralyzed. And they have to carry him everywhere that they go. Talk about a dedicated group of friends. That's another message for another day. Who you hanging out with? Who you hanging out with? My teenagers are getting some Jesus this weekend, but who you hanging out with? Because it matters. Who you associate yourself with, it matters. Whether you are harmless at it or not. Listen, I tell you, Jesus hung out with sinners, but he did not participate in their actions and what they were doing. We have to understand that our, our image of Christ is reflected in who we are. If we are Christian, where we are, where we're seeing, where we're seen at, where we do, what we do, it's reflected in our actions. Verse 17, it says, now on a certain day he saw Jesus, was, or he, Jesus, was teaching. And then there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town, Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of God was present to heal them. Notice that, the power of God was present to heal them. The Pharisees and all teachers of the law came to spectate. They came to just glance and see what Jesus was talking about. They're trying to catch him in, a, in, in his words, trying to catch him to see what he's going to say. So it could, if it goes against what they believe, then they can just do something to him, right? They're trying to crucify him, trying to get rid of him. So they're trying to find, find blame in him. It's just, I, listen, I don't want us to be like the Pharisees and just sit back and watch what God is doing. God doesn't call us to spectate. He calls us to participate. We come in, if God's spirit is moving, we shouldn't be sitting back wondering what's going to happen or what's going to happen or looking at sister so-and-so while they're getting blessed or, or looking at Charles while he's getting blessed. No, our focus and our attention should be on God the whole time and watch what he will do for you. You say, well, I don't know if God can do that for me. Have you let him? Have you let him? He wants to. He desires for us to be free. He desires for us to be set free from our problems and our situations. But we have to let him and allow him do what he can only do. If we find ourselves in an impossible situation where we don't know which way to go, that's when God is at his best. In situations that look bleak and bleary. They were teaching and the Pharisees were just sitting by observing. When the glory of the Lord is in the room, we cannot sit by idle while he is in the room. Because when the king is in the room, things begin to shift. When the king is in the room, things begin to happen. And listen, they were had a, such expectancy in their heart to get their friend to Jesus that they did it however they needed to do it. They couldn't get in by the doorway and it was blocked. So they made their own way to the king. They made their own way. It says, well, if we can't get him this way, we'll climb the roof. We'll go as high as we have to go or as low as we've got to go to get to where Jesus is. Yeah. No matter what, I've just got to get to Jesus. No matter what my neighbor thinks about me, no matter what my wife may think about me, 
no matter what sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so may think about me, I've got to get to where Jesus is. I've got to get to the king of glory. I've got to get to the one who I know and I expect to move on my behalf whenever he is in the midst. I've got to get to where he is because if I get to where he is, I know everything's going to be all right. I know everything in my heart's going to be all right because he is a keeper of his word. By any means necessary, the friends had a made up mind that you would not stop them from getting to the king. Look to your neighbor and say, don't stop me. You will not stop me from getting to the king. Why? Because in the king's presence, things begin to happen. Things begin to move. Things begin to shift on my behalf. My problems and my worries that I was worried about, they begin to fade away when I'm in the presence of an almighty God. He gives me peace whenever I'm in his presence. He gives me clarity when I'm in his presence. He gives me wisdom when I'm in his presence. When he's in his presence, things happen. Verse 20 says, and when he saw their faith, he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven you. And here it goes. And the scribes and Pharisees began to reason. This is what they were there for. This was their moment. Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who is this who can forgive sins but God alone? 22, it says, but when Jesus perceived their thoughts, and I love Jesus. Jesus had some clap back. Jesus was ready. He was ready to go. He knew what they were thinking. That's a scary thing to know. God knows what we're thinking. When we're in his presence, our thoughts are, well, he knows exactly what we're thinking. When he perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning this in your hearts? Listen to what he said. He said, which is easier for you to say? Your sins are forgiven you? Or to say, rise up and take your bed and walk? He already told them your sins are forgiven. But he says, watch this. In verse 24, he says, but that you may know now listen, he, he, he didn't go right into healing him, but he says that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And he said to the man who was paralyzed, now I say to you, arise and take up your bed and go to your house. They did not realize who was in the room. They did not realize who they were looking at at that moment. They didn't realize that it was the king of glory, the son of man, who they know about because they read the, 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 they read the scribes, they read the Old Testament, they know the word of God, they know the prophet and what the prophets had told them. And the son of man was born of a virgin and he was there, right there in front of them and they did not realize who he was. How many times do we come into service and we're face to face with Jesus and we do not realize what he is trying to do for us in this moment? How many times do we walk out with fear in our heart because we didn't realize he was standing right there the whole time? He was there with me the whole time saying, just give it to me. Just give it to me. Why? Because he does not want us to be the same way we are. And I remember as I read it earlier, Psalms 24, it says, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? It is the Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. That's who they were talking to. That's who they were trying to get in reason in their hearts, what he was doing. And listen, let me tell you this. You cannot stop the glory of the Lord. If I get up here and try to preach and the glory of the Lord is trying to move, he'll shut me up. I've done it before. I've gotten the pulpit ready to go. He says, put the mic down. 
And when I put the mic down, his glory came into the room. Why? Not because I was standing up there. I didn't have to get up there. But he's looking for our obedience in his presence. If we will say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I obey you. Speak to me, Lord. He will speak to you. Amen. Be careful what you ask for. Because if you ask the Lord to speak to you, he's going to speak to you. You say, well, Lord, the Lord don't speak to me. I, I, I can assure you he does. Are you listening? Are you listening? What are you tuning your ears into? What are you tuning your attention to? Why? Because he's speaking to us every single day. Every day. If we are a child of God, don't you speak to your mom most of the time, your mom and daddy every day, or your loved ones, your, your wife. Don't you speak to your wife every day? Husbands, amen. I didn't hear no amens. Y'all better. We got a marriage conference coming up. We'll get that straight. But if you don't speak to your wife, Mr. Tommy, you're going to have trouble. Amen. We're going to have trouble. And not because Miss Sarah's going to get you, but we're just going to have trouble. Right? That conversation between your wife, that bond that God created, is a special bond, right? So if we don't feed that relationship, it'll wither away. It's the same way with God. If we don't feed that relationship, it'll start withering away. Not because he done anything, but because we start falling away from him. We have to understand that whenever we are in his presence, he wants to move. He wants to bless us. He wants to shake the nations. He wants to shake the troubles of our life. Why? Because he is a keeper of his word. His word does not lie. The Pharisees had such a grip on the people that every time they come in, wherever they were, they were scared to even look at them, scared to even speak, much less go into opposition of what they had said. But Jesus challenged everything that they thought they knew. They probably thought that they would come in and stop what Jesus was doing, but he spoke right to them and he rebuked them. He told them, he says, that you may know the Son of Man can do all things. When the glory comes into the room, it doesn't matter who is in there, when the king speaks, Demons tremble, they shake, they run. Why? Because his glory pushes everything out that's not of him. Amen. Look to said, what do you expect? If God has been faithful to anyone in this room, and I know he has, we could spend hours on hours on hours going around, and you could tell stories of what God has done for you. And we could never even just begin to imagine, right? We could go on and on. But when his glory comes in, man, the glory of the Lord, it shifts things. It changes things. It doesn't matter who's in here. When he speaks, there's tension. I remember just being in the presence of the Lord in, in the service. And there was a baby in the back part crying and crying. And all of a sudden, there was a shift in the atmosphere. And even the baby felt it. Why? Because the baby stopped crying. The mama didn't have to give it a pacifier or a bottle. It wasn't hungry. But the glory of the Lord began to fill the room. And his presence began to soothe that baby. It's as if he was sitting there caressing that baby just like that mama was. But his presence, when it comes into the room... Guys, it changes everything. If you've got a situation, God can change it. If you've got a situation that is beyond what your mind can even think of, God can change it. If you've got a bad report from the doctor, God can change it. I've seen him. I've seen him do it. I've seen him heal. I've seen him do it. He can do everything. 
Rolando, if you'll come to the piano at this time, musicians. God can do anything. Look to your neighbor and say, what do we expect from God? Now you ask them that question, I want you to say it this way. I expect God to move. Changing your perspective and changing your tone and how we speak is a world of difference. Begin declaring the word of the Lord over your life and over your children's life, your children's children. Watch God move. I plead the blood, right? We plead the blood over every situation. Situation didn't catch God off guard. It didn't catch him by surprise. You being here today is not by accident. Not by coincidence. There, there are no coincidences in God's kingdom. There are divine appointments. Just like you check in at the doctor. You have an appointment at 9.15. Today right here at 11.57, you've got an appointment with the King of Glory. King is in the room. Miss Linda, the King, the one who can heal lungs just like that. The one who can speak to a mountain and it crumbles into dust. The King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty. The one who can take a soul that's black, filled with sin and hurt and regret. Wash it white as snow. I pray every time we come through those doors that the glory of the Lord from that seat where Mr. Tommy said will just sweep through every chair every heart, through every mind, through every situation, through every heartache, through every pain, it penetrates him. Why? Because when he steps into the room, when his glory sweeps through the room, can be made. New bones can be made. New ligaments can be made. How can you say it? I've seen it done. I prayed for a lady. I was at a revival. I was preaching a revival. And I remember this that lady could barely walk. They had to have three men carry her, bring her to the front to be prayed for. I told the lady that was with me, I said, I want you to get on your knees and I want you to take your hands and cuff around the back of her knees and we begin to plead the blood over Jesus over that young lady and when she felt the power of the God I felt like fire had left my hands and I felt the transfer of the glory of the Lord she began to dance sister Debbie she began to dance more better she, she walking she could not walk before she come up but the glory of the Lord when it rested upon my sister she began to dance she said began to dance she was going to have to have surgery that week she called the pastor the next day and said I don't have to have surgery anymore that's the kind of God we serve 
Shuts up. Everybody stands to attention. <laughs> when the King of Glory stands into the room, <laughs> our hearts are to go straight to Him. Our attention should be on Him. Because I'm not going to stand for a president if I won't stand for the King of Glory. I'm not going to stand for anybody else if I can't stand for the King of Glory. Why? Because the King of Glory is the one who saved me. The King of Glory is the one who set me free. The King of Glory is the one who baptized me. The King of Glory is my healer. The King of Glory is my provider. The King of Glory is everything I need for him. The doctor didn't do it. Pastor Tim couldn't do it. But it was the King of Glory. It was all Jesus. It was always him. It was always Jesus. I ask you this question again. I'm almost done. What do you expect from God? What do you expect from him? If you've got a situation, let God turn it around for you. He will do it. He will do it. He will do it, church. 
do it. Summer, he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. Brother Rick, he'll do it for you. <laughs> he'll do it for you. There's one under the sound of my voice that does not know the Lord, does not know this king that I'm talking about. Today would be a great day to get to know him. The Bible tells us that today is the day of salvation. You don't have to understand everything. I still don't understand everything. But I want you to know that he is faithful to keep his word. He says, whenever he was getting ready to sit back into heaven, he told the disciples, he says, Lo, I am with you always and to the ends of the earth. And in moments when I needed him the most, when I did not, when I lacked understanding, I called upon that name and he came running to where I was. And he will do that for you today. If you don't know the Lord as your Savior, now would be a perfect time. There will be people that will meet you here, that will pray with you, that will encourage you, and that will let you know that God's got you. Would there be one today? Every head bowed, every eye closed. This moment. Would there be one today? It's okay. The Bible says, therefore, there is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. If you accept him today, there's no condemnation in what you have done. He cast our sins as far as the east is to the west. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we bless the Lord today? <laughs> hallelujah.
Can we bless the Lord at this moment? My brother here, he said, he said that he has, has been running from the Lord from a call on his life. And today he accepted that call today. And we thank the Lord for what he is going to do. Can the prodigal come home. Amen. Can we extend our hand to our brother here right now this morning? Let's pray for him. Okay. Father, we thank you today for my dear brother, oh Lord. We thank you today. No more running, God, but today is a new day. And God, we declare fresh plans and destiny that you have already worked out for my brother. Lord, we know that you have placed a calling upon his life. And Lord, we know that he has begun to walk out what you have for him today. From this day forward, January 28th, 2024 is a new day. It's a new day. And your glory is going to carry him all the way. God, we glorify you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a praise today. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body.
There's a new name written down in glory. Yes. New name. That's worth it all. Worth it all. Look what the Lord has done. I'm glad they quit singing because we'd be here for a little while to keep on. Has the Lord blessed anybody today? Remember this. Psalms 24. Pastor Tim is, 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 is stuck in our mind this year, right? Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. <laughs> The Lord strong and mighty. Who is this king for you? Your expectations of the king will determine the outcome of your situation. I expect God to move on my behalf. Why? Because I'm not demanding anything from God. I expect him to move because he said he would do it. He's the same God. The same God. Oh, y'all, we got to get y'all out of here before I've been started up again. But he is the same God, guys. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. That means forever. Forever. Look to your neighbor and say, What do you expect from God? Now look at him again and say, I expect God to move. Amen. Let me pray for you today. Let me bless you. Father, we thank you today, God, for what you have done. God, we thank her for the soul that has come home. God, we thank you for healing that took place. God, we thank you for delivering that took place. God, we thank you for breakthrough that took place, Lord. And God, we decree and we declare the blood of Jesus over every situation, over every person, over every heart, over every family today that was here, God. God, we declare, God, those that are watching online, that even they hear the same spirit that's here is there where they were they are God and we declare right now God that your glory is moving unlike any ways we have ever seen before God we are expecting great things here not only at Northview God but in the world why because what you're doing here you can do everywhere else so Lord and God we declare your glory on earth as it is in heaven on earth as it is in heaven and all these things we agree together in your name we pray and everybody said amen amen, amen. we love you guys we'll see you next time